Hello and welcome back to the After Ellen podcast. I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Jocelyn McDonald, and I'm here with our writer, Gabby. What's up, Gabby? Nothing much going on with you. (laughs) I'm excited because today we're going to be talking about the new Kristen Stewart rom-com, Happiest Season. I'm so excited. I can't believe I'm finally going to meet everyone. There's something that we should talk about. I didn't tell my parents I'm gay. So who do they think I am? This is Harper's orphan friend, Abby. Yes, of course. They're there. You're so brave. You don't need to be. Now, this movie got a lot of hype. Before it came out, we were, we've were we all been waiting for this for fully a year. I remember the first time we mentioned it on After Ellen was basically like a year ago when it was teased that Clea Duvall was going to be writing and directing a movie starring a celebrity lesbian. I think I, I wrote about this movie twice Yeah, in the last two months, so. There was a lot of high expectations for a um, something more than a slice of lesbian representation, you know, maybe really finally getting a whole pie of lesbian representation, and we were all pretty hyped, but as soon as it dropped, uh, women had opinions. Oh, did we? <laughs> Gabby, what'd you see? What's the word on the street? Okay. It it was very, it was very, it felt like a civil war was happening with this movie. It was, there was a lot of, I completely hated it. I loved it. And there were just a few of us in the middle who were like, you know, I have no strong opinions, but... I couldn't come into this podcast being like, I have no strong opinions about it. I so I, I went back and watched it. Yeah, I went back and watched it again just to find things to be mad about for this. Yeah, I I appreciate that you did that for Lesbian Kind. Um, I was shocked that you didn't have strong opinions. C- coming out of it, my heart was all over the place. Um, I, I had trouble processing it. I had to go to all my lesbian friends and... Um, in my social circle, there was a lot of disappointment, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, how Same about, in how about in yours? Yeah, I think yeah. the I, I went and asked my friends who did watch it. Um, mm-hmm. So I got, this is white nonsense. Um, <laughs> I was highly disappointed. Um, oh, one good review was, um, I really like K-Stew's hair in this. Wild. That is not her best feature in this movie. That actually really, I take issue with that take. Hey, okay. it wasn't my right. take. So. I liked her. I liked her bobby pins. I think she had really tight looking bobby pins. They were ooh, geometric. I liked it. Um, Drop the bobby pins wherever mm-hmm. we can buy those guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so my friends were... Um, were not that hyped about it. In fact, they were pretty disappointed. But when I went online, a lot of people were flipping out and really happy. They thought it was the cutest fucking thing they'd ever seen. They thought it was super romantic. They were really happy about the uh, about the type of representation we were getting. Right. And the memes are fire. The memes are out here are oh, for sure. And um, you know, worth the movie. However, the movie turned out, it's always worth the memes that mm-hmm. the lesbians are coming up with. Um, so yeah, I mean, quick summary of this movie for, for those who haven't seen it. 
Oh, you want me to do it? Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, there's the there's a couple, and it's Christmas time. Surprise! So, oh crap! I just, like, one of forgot. them really <laughs> loves Christmas. One of them yeah. loves Christmas, and it's kind of like, why do you love Christmas so much? Like, this is suspicious. Um, she invites her girlfriend back home, and the next morning after after the invite. She tries to retract it, remembering that she still hasn't come out to her parents as Mary a Texas. lesbian who is living with her girlfriend um, in a one-bedroom apartment in the city. So oh my God, not, sure how, not sure how you thought about that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so they they go back to um, Harper. Her name is Harper. They go back to Harper's house in the suburbs or McMansion. And sh they agree to pretend not only that Kristen Stewart, um, what's her what's her character's name again? Abby. Abby. Abby pretends that she's straight, in addition to pretending that she's not, um, you know, in love with this chick. And uh, I was really upset about that plot point from the start. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want to watch a movie about uh, a woman who's closeted status requires her to demean her the love of her life right and like um, shove her back into the closet yeah like that's not a fun setup for me i don't think that there's the potential for comedy in there <laughs> yeah it just but that's that's the you know first minutes of the movie. clearly disrespectful like obviously mm -hmm. so you know suspend your deep disappointment and continue watching and um some gentle hijinks will ensue and that's the other issue that i took with this movie the hijinks were gentle and they should have been madcap this movie should have been you know they they set us up for like a door uh, uh, the basement door doesn't lock where abby is sleeping mm -hmm. and rather than you know lots of hijinks of people sneaking around the house and um, narrowly missing the mom and having, you know, intimate moments or, or disheveled moments throughout the house. The hijinks last for like 30 seconds and they resolve quickly with like the, the women are in bed together and then they just wake up together. And there's no sexiness. There's no high. There's no. There's no escalation to the hijinks. I was looking for a sequence similar to like Wedding Crashers, where there's a mm -hmm. wacky family. There's wacky characters who are trying to interrupt the romantic leads as they try to find one another. And it, there's you know there's sexiness. There's physical comedy. There's something for us to work with we want these characters to get together no that the, the, there was just not there was just not that um i was honestly type got, of comedy I got to the point where i was rooting against harper mm, i just like mm. was yeah i was, oh, I was not, rooting against her from the beginning yeah i was not down with yeah for sure so you know and throughout i just kept thinking i love clea duvall i i i lust for Kristen Stewart. I don't think mm -hmm. she's a particularly good actor, but at any rate, 
I wanted the movie to succeed. So I'm like, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to find the good in it. And so I don't want to sit here ragging on it as if my opinion of it was purely negative, but it was just not the movie that I wanted to watch. When someone told me that I was going to get a lesbian romantic comedy, I thought I was going to get more romance and not just comedy. Right. It was like the situation, the setup was romantic, but there was not any chemistry between Harper and Abby. Mm-hmm. So it was like, why are these characters pining for one another? Why, why are they – what is driving them to try to stick together in spite of the huge obstacle of this woman lying about who she is? Yeah. Um, Harper felt so just disrespectful towards – all of um, Abby's feelings. Like, I don't feel comfortable with you hanging out with your ex until 3 a.m., but Harper's the one who's defensive about it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, and acts like um, Abby is being clingy or controlling. Mm-hmm. So so there was the setup that was really fucked up. There was the constant lying to from, from Harper to Abby. And then there was this strange relationship between Harper and her high school ex-boyfriend and like you know a lot of lesbians have straight experimentation days in their in our youths but when you return to those former lovers there's no chemistry there because you're gay and and in and in this movie there was probably more flirtation and physicality between Harper and her ex-boyfriend than there was between Harper and Abby. Like, I, you know, Harper and Abby exchanged a sweet kiss and a handhold and woke up in bed together. And, like, meanwhile, when Harper is in scenes with her ex-boyfriend, whose name is irrelevant to me, um, she's, like, touching his tummy at one point and, like, leaning into him and, you know, speaking softly and slowly. Like, why are you giving this man a minute of your time other than to say, hey, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're well. I have no interest in a relationship with you of any kind because I'm I'm glad you're not dead. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, it's nice to see you. You mean nothing to me. (laughs) Like, what? I'm in love with this other woman. I'm in love with a woman. We're like living together. I don't understand where's the fascination for this, you know, for this dude that her parents intend for her. That's the other thing. Her parents intend for her to be with him. So, you know, there's like this sick Freudian aspect of her giving into them throughout. And I don't, I I don't think that's like a setup for a good, for a bunch of laughs. Right. And then there's the relationship between Abby and Riley, which I was rooting for. Um, and there was Wait, just that oh really, God, yes. Yeah, that moment where Riley tells her what Harper did in high school. And I was like, oh, okay. So this yeah. isn't a one-time Harper's thing. A like, she's person. done this before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She made a mistake in high school and she's about to repeat it because she doesn't care about people's feelings or because she doesn't learn and evolve. Like, what is the – how are we going to – how are we going to give this – person grace when her behavior imagine not growing from high school till you're like 30 <laughs> couldn't be me till someone's about till, till someone's about to buy you a beautiful diamond ring like what is happening how did you 
how did you how did Kristen Stewart not see this about you? Honestly, I'm worried about Kristen Stewart that she never noticed <laughs> that you that right? you like have these qualities. But, you know, Kristen Stewart and Aubrey Plaza actually had chemistry together. And as soon oh, as they sure. are on screen, you know, Aubrey Plaza's eyes are very flirtatious. I feel like she always has that energy in her characters. And Kristen Stewart's sex appeal is in her aloofness, which is very lesbian. Like, I feel like there's always the pursuer who does the eye fucking and the person who pretends not to care. Um you know, in in certain lesbian dynamics, it's not. Okay, it's was not anybody right. going to tell me that Aubrey Plaza was bi, or was I just supposed to find that out myself on Wikipedia? I mean, I think you could tell by just her whole her walk, her look, the way she. I don't know. She seems very. Um, like gay, I always got vibes, bi, but I never, I never had con- confirmation. So I mean, I don't, I don't remember her dating anyone super publicly i always assume if someone doesn't have like a public boyfriend it's because they're probably waiting for their wife to come along (laughs) i don't know um but aubrey plaza was in a movie where there were lesbian themes there and actually in that movie um there also appeared another actor who was in this movie and her name is allison wait what's her name she was in mad men and she was in community Oh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I forgot her name. She's really good at acting. Alison Brie. Alison Brie! Okay, Alison Brie was in that movie about nuns. I think it was called... Well, fuck, I don't know what it was called, honestly. Um, But it was good. It was interesting to watch. I liked it. Um, Okay, it was called The Little Hours. Yeah, and that, and that was when I... I guess I knew that um, Aubrey Plaza had big dyke energy, regardless of whether or not she's actually a lesbian. She just definitely has a way with women. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a pretty dark-haired woman, so I don't know what more you expect from me. (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, Kristen Stewart did her aloof thing, her lip-biting thing, her, oh, I want... I want to magnetically be near you, but don't want to be, don't want to admit it. And Aubrey Plaza did her eyeballs of intensity. And, you know, as they're hanging out, it makes so much more sense for her to run from Harper, the woman who can't admit that she's in love with a woman and can't admit who she is, even though she's a grown up and not under her parents' roof anymore. Right. She can't like it's one thing to not come out to your parents because you are afraid that you're going to be rejected. I understand that there are a lot of reasons to protect yourself from your parents um, reactions to you. She lied to all of her friends as well. She didn't tell any of her friends that That, she's in a lived in relationship with a woman. None of them are going to give a fuck. And they can't disown her. If they do give a fuck, they can't disown her. She just gets to be like, wow, you guys are bad friends and never talk to them again. But it makes no sense that she would Maybe this movie would have made sense if they were like 18, right? But they're Uh like, you know, in their 30s. Yeah. They're contemplating marriage. They're at that step in life. So you should know. You You should be ready to admit to yourself who you are at that point. You should be making moves. Mm-hmm. 
so at any rate, you know, um, I wanted her to, I wanted Kristen Stewart to run away with Riley. I think the internet did. I think all lesbiandom did because they actually had chemistry and it would have been honestly a really surprise twist on your typical rom-com if Riley if it had gone showing up in the middle of the night playing Carly Rae Jepsen's run away with me and then wow. they run away. <laughs> that's, that's it. Where was this movie? Like, I want to see that. Well, somebody hire me to write this. You're greenlit. I I Thank got you. I got you. Um Thank you. Yes. So, you know, the the best part of this movie was honestly Daniel Levy. And he's not a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, he, but he's he was part of the family. He's he was still fantastic. Part of the yeah, good point. He was like his line delivery was fantastic. He was the really that's the thing he was funny the the issue with the romantic leads is neither of them were com- comedians yeah and you have to have you can't have two straight characters one person has to be the comic relief there has to be mm-hmm. a dynamic of trying and failing and the audience is laughing at you and with you and hoping for an outcome that is good for you but like watching you struggle is also funny like where i Neither of them were funny. That was their didn't, that was their didn't happen. Didn't happen. Neither of them were funny. Neither of them were sensual. These are not uh these are not this is not how you earn your audience's, you know, desire for you to get together in the end. That's why everybody wanted te- exactly. well, that's why everybody's team Riley now. Exactly. Oh, oh god, there's that I'm, part I'm, where um the sister spoiler alert, massive spoiler alert. The sister outed her, and she still denied mm-hmm. it. And I that was, was like, the worst just... part. Well, that was a huge spoiler. First yeah. of all, <laughs> oh sorry, yeah. <laughs> my bad. That was the worst part of the movie. Like every lesbian watching that had to like confront our darkest traumas in that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she gets called out. She has the opportunity to defend her lover and defend yeah. their love. And instead of doing so, she abandons it, laughs at it, pretends it's non-existent, and and that the very idea is just comical to her. Like, couldn't be me. Ooh, ooh. imagine not wanting to fight God for the woman that you love. Couldn't be me. I can't. I can't imagine it. It doesn't make sense. There isn't a. That's not the planet I live on. It was so frustrating, and they thought, and they still got together after that. She didn't they even respect Abby's. Abby was like, "Let can we have some space? Because I mm-hmm. need to like process everything that just happened." And she couldn't even respect that. Yeah, you know the the monologue where Daniel Levy's character, whose name I don't remember, um, kind of is having a conversation with Abby outside, and he's talking about his coming out story and how all of our coming out stories are different. That really justified the whole setup of the movie and gave the movie a reason for being and it made me cry no doubt it was a very moving scene and it put the movie the whole movie into a perspective where it became suddenly very meaningful to me instead of something that I was kind of angry about but also laughing at a lot because it was pretty funny so Mm. I'm crying I'm laughing it made me it made me feel loyal to the movie 
But then in the end, I still am just left with this sort of resentment that two women who are not either ready for love or not ready for love with each other are getting together and we're all supposed to be like, this is fine. Right. And Riley was still single at the end of it. What kind yeah, of that, crime no, is No, no, no. Did you see? There was an Instagram post at the end of the movie. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. You know, Clea Duvall had her arm around Aubrey Plaza in this in the snapshot. So it's as oh, if oh, it, yeah, it was like a I remember. Yeah. Um Easter egg. A little cameo oh, yeah. for Clea Duval. So I think you're supposed to believe that Riley has found love or something. With someone who wasn't even in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is fine because Riley's character is clearly just there to be a um plot device for Abby and then for Harper, like she completely forgives Harper and even though Harper's doing the same thing a second time that she did to her, she's mm -hmm. watching in real time as this bitch breaks someone else's heart and yeah, is able to like walk away feeling well-wishing for her. I, I'm not that big, to be honest. <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm going to hold a grudge. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I'll hold a grudge. I'll rock that grudge to sleep like a baby. I'll hold that grudge. <laughs> <laughs> and can we talk about, can we just talk about the hair? Un unrelated. We need to talk about the, the hair. hair. No, it's a, it's a big part of it. It's a big part of my disappointment since the movie. Fucking Kristen Stewart's hair was jankety from the from the from her first scene her extensions left halfway through the movie they were just her, like mm -mm, can't be doing with this we're out yeah her bleached hair was haggard it was uh she she's kind of serving us like vintage courtney love like heroin mm -hmm. chic or something and it's like babe that ship sailed two decades ago and it is not back then we have the bangs Oh, the bangs. on that wig, Mackenzie is is rocking. Uh, Harper's character is wearing the the weirdest <laughs> wig. Just what happened there? Somebody needed to snatch that wig. <laughs> so I was not I was not happy with those bangs. No, her hair looked really thin and sad and lifeless. Right? Couldn't be me. No. Um. But I don't yeah. understand why they Aubrey Plaza let... had great hair. <laughs> oh, oh, amazing hair. Another, another point for Aubrey Plaza. She was only her character was only supposed to be a plot device. And then everybody ended up loving her more than the two leads. Yeah. Can somebody just get Kristen Stewart some shea butter or some jojoba oil or something like I just need her to do a deep condition or two. I'm I'm worried about I'm worried about those brittle ends. Oh right, she yeah, needs to get snap, on that deep condition. Snap under those bobby pins, those fierce fucking bobby pins. Anytime, right? The they were the star, honestly. Those bobby pins. Mm. Yes, there was. I mean, yeah, there was. Um, 
there was a lot to recommend the movie, and I feel like now that we're on a roll of everything we hated about it, it's hard to remember what that is. But it was funny and charming at times. It was heart-wrenching. There was a lot of um, emotions that happened. I think for me, I didn't um, react that way because I watched this right after um, the new Adventure Time special, which was very gay. Okay. And very different from what, you know, because I felt a lot watching that. And I know it's animated, so not a lot of people are going to want to watch something that's animated. I hate animated things. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people do. And, you know, that's how are women reacting to the Adventure Time thing? How's the internet Um, taking it? A lot of crying. A lot of crying. Yeah. So a lot of, you know, Adventure Time. It's bubbles. It's what? It's bubbles. Bubblegum and Bubble Marceline? Gum. Yes, yes. Marceline. So this show came out, I was still in high school when this show premiered. So okay. as somebody who's been following it since then, to have um, this episode focus solely on their relationship. It was just an was, episode? Yeah, it was like an hour long episode. Ooh. It's like a special, but just for them, right? And. Uh-huh. There was so much growth in their characters that I didn't see. Yeah, especially in their... Listen, you know it's serious. When the first things that we see of them, they're building Ikea furniture together. That's how you know it's real. They have Ikea in whatever world they are in? Well, it's like, you know, same like Ikea type. Uh Uh-huh, flat pack. Okay, gotcha. Scandinavian. So they, you know, they they had this growth of realizing that hey the we did a lot of bad things when we were younger um our breakup our first breakup was not great and we never really you know resolved a lot of that anger um and you watch marceline just grow as a character saying hey i'm not this angry kid that i was before it's i'm past it i mm-hmm. i'm good with bubblegum we've resolved okay. everything now i didn't get to see that in the happiest season uh-huh. i felt like it just ended and we're supposed to accept this ending but like, did Harper so, really grow, or did she just, you know, say those things yeah. to say those things? <laughs> I don't know. Um, or I can definitively say that Marceline did grow. Like we watched her grow throughout this hour-long episode, right? Mm-hmm. With Harper, it's like I don't feel like she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then there's an another. Christmas movie right now for lesbians and it's also kind of hallmarky not too sexual not too um I guess in line with a lot of rom-coms it's called a New York Christmas wedding mm-hmm. a Christmas New York wedding which what is it a New York Christmas wedding did you watch it I did watch it okay tell us about it because I didn't watch it because I <sighs> okay. missed your text message about it are you ready? This is going to be... I'm, I'm okay. trying to prepare myself. So we start off. It's a teenage girl in her room. It's Christmas time. She's getting her cookies ready. She's made eggnog. The tree's getting ready to be decorated. She calls her best friend up. Hey, are you on your way? You know, you said you were going to come decorate the tree with me. But she's in love with her best friend. She just hasn't Uh-oh. said it. She was oh, planning God. to say it that day, right, Ooh. when she came over. But the friend was like, oh, no, I'm with what's-his-face, and we're doing whatever. His face? Oh, I'm scared. Yes. Okay, go on. 
Yes. Okay. So then she, you know, this other girl, I forgot their names, but this other girl was like flipping out. She's like, okay, you know what? Forget it. Like you broke your promise. I don't ever want to talk to you anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, fuck off. Like, don't even talk to me anymore. So fast forward, like 10 years later, um, this woman <laughs> is now engaged to a man. She doesn't seem very happy with her life. Oh, um, yeah. Her sure. best friend Classic. that she had called died. Oh, okay. God. Yeah. And she's like not happy with her life. So she's like, fuck it. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to clear my head. She runs into her guardian angel during Wild. her run. Yeah. Okay, and so this really like, is a Hallmark movie. This yeah. Is and like, he's like, I'm going to, you're going to see, I'm going to take you to an alternate, you know, universe or whatever, alternate timeline where you got to confess to your best friend and you're going to see what, it was, what it's like. Yeah. Ooh. So she wakes up Ooh. the next morning in a different bed with her best friend. They're about to get married. Yeah. Aww, yeah. Cry. No, wait. Is there chemistry between the lead actors? Yes, there is. Are they cute together? Do you want them to win? Oh yeah, I did. I did. I thought they were. I thought they made a good, a good couple. I wish I'd watched this. Um, I guess we could do another podcast after I do. But this sounds very good. Would you recommend it? I mean, yeah. You know, you have to be. Is it like Netflix original content? Is it like cheesy? Is it low production? It's very Hallmark. It's very Hallmark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's very like but push through, get to the it. The Catholic and... Church thought I wouldn't see their propaganda. Don't mm. play with me. I was raised mm. Catholic. I see you. Try I see again. You. <laughs> I see you. But like, despite mm-hmm. that, you know, you still wanted to root for them, and you okay. get to this point where like, oh shit, now she has to go back to her other reality, mm-hmm. you know, and she's so happy she doesn't want to go back. So she's trying to make a deal with the angel about like, how can I stay here? This is where I want to be. Oh, so yeah. So he, um, spoiler alert. Tell me the end. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I won't tell, I won't tell you the end, but okay. It, it, it's fine. The end is fine. So it's, they, they, okay. People are happy. No one ends up with a man. No one ends up with a man. Okay. Thank God. All right. Great. That's all I needed to know. Huh. And so, yeah, what are, um, have your friends watched it? What are women saying about it? Um, one of my friends watched it and she was really all about the fashion. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. She's really, she really liked uh, a lot the red dress. Let me warn Ooh. you about that now. She was like, that was almost obscene. That red dress was Ooh. wild. But yeah. Uh oh. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't wait to watch it. Femmes are kind of invisible to me, so I doubt that the dress will have an effect on me, but okay. I okay. I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad when I finished it. I was kind of like, oh, all right, you know. Okay. I'll take Whereas you rewatched Happiest Season to get mad. I sure did. <laughs> I did it just oh, for you, man. lesbians. Made myself that, mad just for your mm. entertainment. I mean, I think it's definitely going to be the sort of thing that women have to watch to be up with the culture, but mm-hmm. it's no Carol, okay? Oh, and Carol is like the lesbian Christmas movie, isn't it? Lesbian Christmas movie, and it's not a comedy by any stretch. No. And I mean, lesbian comedies. Um, I mean, Clea Duval classic, but I'm a cheerleader. Imagine me and you. Yeah, we have comedies and we have 
holiday romances. We just we needed those two to meet in, in a more spectacular way. I don't know. We I think our hopes, I think our collective lesbian hopes got really high. Mm-hmm. And and so of course we were going to d- be disappointed. It's almost like how could you not be when you got your hopes that high when you were waiting for like the lesbian version of when Harry met Sally and then it just didn't turn out. Right, right. Or like the family stone or you know good holiday movie i can mean when harry met sally is kind of a holiday movie because the penultimate scene is at new york new new years and and there's there's so many good holiday movies there's the holiday that's actually a terrible movie but it's very (laughs) very (laughs) very much a timepiece as is love actually love actually that might as well be a a time capsule of the early 2000s um fucking bridget jones which is one of my favorite favorite movies of all time is that Um, also early 2000s yes and it starts at christmas and there's it's new year's and yeah there's holidays Uh, christmas rom-coms are a thing straights are allowed to have their mediocre christmas holiday movies i guess this is ours you're right. And that makes it a win for representation because the the mediocre <laughs> holiday movie is a universal, whether you're gay or straight, apparently. We just need we need a good one to balance it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that your Hallmark movie on Netflix, The Christmas in New York. Oh, it's not one. Yeah, it's it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like it's the the you've got male level. It's not going to make Which it was, into rom-com. Wasn't that also early 2000s? Yeah, or? and there was a Christmas – there was some Christmas time stuff in there. Everybody was wearing them apple-bottom jeans and boots with the fur back then, huh? N- not Meg Ryan, though. She was she was dressed like a, like a church choir teacher, and she was wearing like a turtleneck under a smock A-line dress, that kind of thing, which actually – I inadvertently cosplayed Meg Ryan on Thanksgiving this year in in a turtleneck with a body con. Like I listen, <laughs> I love I love a woman in a turtleneck. It has to be said. It was actually a really beautiful Thanksgiving. We did it outside, so no one would like get COVID. And oh, it was funny. like it was like seventy degrees in DC. Like I got I got bit by like twelve mosquitoes on Thanksgiving fucking day november whatever 27th or something it was very hot out and it was perfect for thanksgiving the sun was shining it was very beautiful yeah um and then we as soon as we finished um having our little bonfire um and having our little after thanksgiving cocktails we went in and giddily we made our way to the TV to watch this rom-com. And so, you know, that's another, the the expectations, it was, it was, it was the nightcap to a perfect holiday. And then it just kind of disappointed my straight sister and her husband, um, my brother-in-law, they loved it and they thought it was really well-written and really Mm -hmm. good. And, and I see the merits, but they're just the, the romance. They didn't earn it. They didn't, they really didn't. And it was just yet another coming out movie. And like I understand the need for them, but they don't all have to be coming out. Not every movies. gay narrative has to be a coming out narrative. Yeah. Though. It could have been It is a about, little bit exhausting, yeah. Yeah. Could have been about literally anything else. 
literally anything have the drama be outside of their relationship and it's just this Uh lesbian couple getting to fucking trouble and shit right Uh uh-huh having hijinks getting into trouble yeah i agree um like i I have to say i'm not out to my family but for a completely different reason than why harper wasn't out you know why aren't you out to your family i honestly i don't feel like I need to tell them. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't honestly need to tell a podcast either. I guess I, the journalist in me just <laughs> wanted you to. <laughs> if you if you still think I'm straight based on my vibes, then that's your own personal problem. <laughs> that's your issue. I don't need to come right. out <laughs> with this like, big dick energy now. Have you seen my hair? Honestly. Oh my god, have I seen your like whole vibe from? Yeah. You Start follow me finish. on Instagram, you know. Girl. <laughs> you, you you and the and those shredded arms <laughs> couldn't be gayer. <laughs> I'm trying to like wear baggier clothes just to be like not to like show it all the time. Oh wow. Um yeah, that that is a, a tough life that you have, huh? Oh, it sure is. The you know, another Christmas holiday, uh, Christmas rom-com is just Friends with Ryan Ryan Reynolds. And mm-hmm. that was another one that I was thinking about because it's like a pretty offensive movie, honestly, <laughs> in a lot of ways. But he- uh, Not to be mean, but once you, once you said Ryan Reynolds was in it, I was like, oh, <laughs> is this going to be offensive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But like there's hijinks. There's a lot. There's a fair bit of potty humor, which is not my favorite but mm-hmm. you know it, it was like this is the same guy who did van wilder like th- the um highly sexualized jokes and it, it, they make for um i don't know the pacing the the urgency level that was missing from this movie maybe you know you don't you don't get that in a hallmark movie i'm not saying that you need that in a hallmark movie but you need an element of edge you need some you need a little bit of a little bit of tension between the characters that is not the high tension of one of you probably doesn't really love the other and if she did she wouldn't treat you like this right god that was so disrespectful mm-hmm. well i don't know i feel like we've kind of beaten this topic to death is there anything else that we need to say about this movie that- okay if you were if you were in abby's position what would you mm-hmm. have done <sighs> if i was in abby's position uh, from the start, when I first found out in the car, I would be so mad. And I don't think that I could have walked into that house and pretended to not be gay. Um, I think f- j- from that moment alone, I would have been, I mean, I would have probably called Daniel Levy and be like, it's time to come get me. This right. bitch is fucking nuts because she, she can be in the closet all she wants, but she can't expect me to be in the closet. Right. And the fact that she wants to she wants me to be in the closet is scary. Like that is the sign of someone with serious manipulation tactics. <laughs> right. I don't want any, I don't want any part of it. I, if I had gone, if I had gone into that house, um, not pretending to be gay, but not pretend, but pretending to not be in a relationship, I guess I would have 
tried to be super cool to her family. I mean, Kristen Stewart spent a lot of time trying to endear her family, and I thought that was relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, even for people who aren't pretending not to be in a relationship, for people who are who are very much in a relationship, um, you gotta. I found it weird in this movie. Family. Right, sorry for interrupting you. I found mm. it weird in this movie that I related to Judy, the sister, more than I did to any of the Judy, the artist like, sister, the the sister who wanted to write her book. <gasps> I love Judy. Okay, yeah. also I live for Judy and Daniel Levy's character because Daniel Levy is a book publisher mm-hmm. or an editor or an acquisitions editor or something like that, and he hears. Um, what would you say her name was? Judy. Judy's Judy. crazy book idea and believes in it. And Judy like publishes her book that she's been talking about for fully eight years or something. That was one of the best parts of the movie, honestly. It was. It. Well, I felt that so much because I feel like the child that they all gave up on and I just want to <laughs> write my outlandish fantasy novel that nobody's like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck are you talking about? Wait, it's we like need to lesbian talk for a Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Yeah, we need to talk for a minute about um, Alison Brie's character. So Alison Brie is um, married to this guy, and right bef- right after Alison Brie's character finds Harper and Abby in flagrante in the room which- whose door does not lock, she runs upstairs and – oh, this is like the closest thing to hijinks, really mm-hmm. – um, they open a closet door and her husband is inside making out with someone. And her response is, we said we would wait to tell everyone. Right. And so you're thinking, does that, is that, does that mean that they're like poly? Are they kinky? Are they, is that's the relationship? What I was okay? thinking. That's, that was obviously because why would she phrase it like that? Like, and so then I was like, are you comparing being gay with being poly? <laughs> Cause like we're. <laughs> like- let's not go down that surprising road or something like yeah that was very weird and then she's like no we're getting a divorce I'm like this is random that's why straight people um, feel weird damn yeah that was odd yeah i mean what would you do if you if, if you were abby what would you do if you were riley if i was riley i <laughs> yeah i would just be happy to be attractive honestly it <laughs> just be like <laughs> whatever harper i can get whoever i want but i would put the moves on abby so hard oh for sure i would fling myself at abby i'm like not good at flirting and you know you're back home it's the holidays i feel like it's the perfect time to get drunk and try it on with a stranger um also like it was very weird to watch a movie that um you know because we're in a pandemic where like no one's wearing masks and everyone's touching I yeah. always feel like this right now as new content comes out. This is like very surreal. But I would I I wouldn't take that chance in my own town, in my own social circle, but if I'm home for Christmas and there's no the stakes are not high like I'm going back to my city, I would definitely throw myself at a hot BDE chick at the at the gay bar like what do you have to lose? The respect of your ex-girlfriend who ruined your child, who ruined your adolescent right. years? Like, what? <laughs> who cares? We need a second movie that focuses on Riley, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, like, make it good. Yeah, make it sexy this time. 
Like honestly, if I if I had a girlfriend, I would probably just call up my aunt like beforehand, just be like, "Hey, by the way, just let her know. Just show up to the function with my girlfriend. If anybody yeah, else has a problem your, with your it, your aunt like is your person that you would actually want to know yeah. and be accepted by. Everybody's yeah. got to know. Yeah, I mean, it, like they, if it, it just doesn't yeah, they figure it out, you know. Yeah, but it, it it would be different if you were like, "Yeah, I'm bringing this person home." I don't know, dude. I luckily don't have to worry about that right now. So I've brought people home, and it's and it's really awkward. I've never brought home my future wife on account of I haven't met my future wife yet. Never met her yet, but I imagine it will be super fun, and I can't wait. <laughs> but for me, watching this movie, yeah, I mentioned earlier that one of my friends mentioned that it there was a lot of white nonsense. Uh-huh. Yeah, for me it kind of felt that way cuz my family, you know, my extended family is very they're very loud and very friendly towards everyone. It's like, oh, if you, uh-huh. there's a, any friends you want to bring along, come bring them along. There's always food for everyone. So I feel like that's why I wouldn't have an issue just showing up like uh, obviously telling my aunt beforehand, but like I wouldn't have an issue showing up, you know? So, I mean, what more needs to be said about about this movie? Did we say it all? I think we did. I think we did too, because I just took a big bite of caramel-filled chocolate as if I weren't sitting in front of a microphone. Like, how rude is that? I've been drinking milk tea this whole time. Like, don't even worry Mm. about it. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks so much for tuning into the After Ellen podcast. We'd love to know what you think. Please tell us your thoughts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know how we're doing and tell us what you want to hear about on the After Ellen podcast. And um, with that, happy holidays, guys. Stay safe.